0: This week on Countdown to Eternity, Pastor James Gideas and Monkey will discuss a serious problem that is on the horizon that very few seem to regard or understand. The President of the United States recently doubled down on his condemnation of Hamas, while at the same time expressing support for a two-state solution involving people who are equally committed to the destruction of the Jewish state. Messing around with Israel doesn't make this better. It makes it worse. Let's lean in and listen. Well, hello, my dear brothers and sisters.
1: I want to welcome you to another episode of Countdown to Eternity. And oh my goodness, do we have quite the episode planned for you. I have to tell you this, America is headed down a road that is absolutely terrifying, especially if you do not know the Lord. And I have to say that the direction that we are seeing things go, or let me rephrase, the pace at which we are seeing things beginning to increase is absolutely unbelievable. Now, we're going to talk about an interesting story that came out of Israel Hayum today. We're going to uh, uh, touch base on that. We uh, have got a few things that we're going to go back and forth with on this. But first and foremost, I'm here with Monkey. Monkey, how are you, brother? How are things going? I know it's a busy season for you.
2: Yeah, things are going well, man. I'm just uh, watching the world with my jaw on the ground. It is... Uh, as, as you know, this um, uh, offensive in Gaza has kicked back off now that we've gotten this ceasefire behind us and uh, and the world seems to be just surrounding Israel. It's absolutely insane to watch how things are unfolding day by day and uh, actually down to the minute. it's it's nuts it's a it's a crazy world.
1: Monkey, I, I I have to tell you this bro kind of on this uh, sort of a side note. I have never, ever, ever seen this level of anti-Semitism being displayed worldwide before. My, This is the first time in my lifetime that I have seen it like this. And I, I will say this, and I'm going to say it boldly and unapologetically. I actually believe we are getting uh, beyond, even beginning to get beyond the sentiment that we were seeing expressed during Nazi Germany in World War II prior to the Holocaust. It has gotten that bad. And Monkey, I can tell you this. I I did a video last week, uh, you're aware of this, where I got to interview the brother of the prime minister of Israel, uh, Dr. Idun Netanyahu. Uh, The man is an amazingly brilliant man. And the conversation that I had with him was remarkable. We um, we aired it on both of our platforms. So I contacted the uh, chief content officer at Rumble and I asked him to help us uh, promote that video. Maybe, uh, you know, do something that maybe just got it out there, put it on a recommended video somewhere or something like that. And they did. They put it on the front page. And within 24 hours, we saw over one hundred and fifteen thousand views on that video alone. Now, I'm bringing that up not to point out how many people watch the video and how many people continue to watch the video. I brought it up because, Monkey, it would make you sick if you read the comments that came across on that video. Hundreds of just pure hatred. (laughs) Absolutely uh, despicable threats vulgar language I mean it, you it would blow your mind now don't get me wrong the overwhelming majority of our audience would never think that way don't even you know it, it's not the first thing that comes across their head but to see the kind of vitriol that exists amongst people right now this is clearly uh evidence of the fact that we know all of this is satanically inspired and and I've never seen anything like it brother
2: uh yeah it it is definitely at a level you know the thing is it doesn't just stop there we can go and look at at the migration camps that are being stood up around the world right now and and recognize there are a multitude of them here in the united states under the guise of of being migrant camps that are at the same level that we saw back in the day of nazi germany and so i i can see it it's that antichrist spirit that is coming around the world again and and the Jews are front and center of this whole thing. Now, I'm not saying that these camps surrounding them, uh, are them. You know, going to be a roundup for uh, for Jews in America. What I'm saying is the same things that we saw. For example, Dachau in Germany was uh, started out as a bomb factory. It was repurposed, and uh, and then it started to get political dissidents in, and then it got changed over after that to uh, to the camps. Now, that I think is slippery slope because you start to see us repeating history. And that's where what you were saying kind of dovetails into what I am seeing here in the United States and abroad is that you can see where they would put these camps out to house immigrants, uh, and then all of a sudden they get repurposed. And But it's a slippery slope because if you forget your history, you're bound to repeat it. And, and to the whole uh, Jew side of the house, that's
1: I think what we're seeing. We're seeing history start to repeat itself. Yeah, this is, bro, so absolutely true. And it rings a tremendous bell uh, in my mind and in my heart for a lot of reasons. And uh, one of the things that we saw happening in World War II in Nazi Germany during that time was this increase in a type of mystical spiritism where there was an open and adamant worship of wickedness and evil. And we're seeing it being embraced in ways that we've never seen it being embraced before, from the exploitation of children to all of these other things. And it's not—look, The fact that you have been kicking and screaming about the borders for the last couple of years is not a coincidence. I believe that you are being led by the Lord in talking about those things because the fact that we have not been securing our borders has opened up this Pandora's box for what we know is going to end up being some type of invasion that is going to take place. And it is going to be far more significant than anything we saw on 9-11. And this is what is so astounding when you stop to reflect upon it. And you're right. What, what they're calling these migrant camps, um, <laughs> look, we went far beyond what we thought they were going to do initially. You know, there, there was a mindset that I had with these migrant camps, and I think we kind of joined each other in this thought process where maybe we thought, okay, well, they're bringing in a lot of these people illegally so that they can create new voters, right? Right. And um, when things changed and a lot of the sort of the the taste in the air kind of changed about you know things like elections and so on and so forth, I believe that the name of the game began to be the modification of the census data, right? Because if you can modify the census data and have a lot more people heavily populate certain areas that are relatively conservative – Um, then you can actually get, or or, or relatively um, uh, leftist, then you can get more representatives in that area, which means you can overwhelm the House with a series of votes and you can start changing laws and so on and so forth. Uh, So I'm seeing that, but I think it's a lot more devious than that. I think that the desire for demise of the United States of America is something that can only be defined as satanically inspired. And there are people who have sold their souls to the devil, in essence, willing to do anything because they don't have a problem making money off the death of the future. The issue is they have no idea the full implications of the things that they're saying, representing, or doing. And and that brings us to the article that we're about to discuss because it's the same kind of situation. They do not understand the full implications of everything that's being done.
2: No, and, you know, I initially thought maybe that... um, this was just utter incompetence right i just thought
1: ah uh, yes i agree right but
2: i will say this i i think that the the commander in chief may be completely out of it right that it's just he doesn't have i i don't think he has the the motor skills and and the brain longevity to 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 pull something like this off i think he's doing exactly what he's been told to do and that is to sit up there and act like he is just completely babbling meanwhile while everybody's eyes on him watching this whole thing uh you know just thinking how can we possibly have somebody so disconnected in the, in the oval office but yet i think somebody around him is is doing every bit of this intentionally and he's just nothing more than a puppet uh sitting up there Taking our eyes off
1: of, of what's really going on down at the lower levels, man. Uh, and and this is amazing. We uh, we we both came across this article in Israel Hayom, um, which is a translation for Israel Today, and it says, uh, "President Biden, what would you do?" That's the that's the title of the article. The subheading. I'm going to read this because it's it's very important, right? It says, "The U.S. administration continues to view the Palestinian Authority." as the lesser of two evils compared to Hamas. This shows that they haven't learned the lesson of the misconception that led to October the 7th, the failed deterrence and the self-delusion that you can buy off Hamas. What a loaded beginning statement for the beginning of this article. And I will tell you this, um, they are putting it mildly. They are putting it mildly. Let me read the first two paragraphs to you because this is... This is such an important issue for us to be talking about because if you think that everything stops with Hamas, then you've got something else coming because the Palestinian Authority is better equipped than Hamas ever was Mm -hmm. and are more willing to do something than Hamas has been, although so many people don't think that's the case. Make no mistake about it. If you listen to Mahmoud Abbas, which, by the way, I translated a video that Mahmoud Abbas appeared in recently where he, in essence, talked about the fact that the, the genocide or the attempt at full genocide that happened with the Jews in the Holocaust was something that was justifiable because they didn't get killed because they were Jews. Rather, they got killed because they were evil people that were doing evil things. Um, and this is the leader of the Palestinian Authority. This is Mahmoud Abbas that's speaking this way. So the this paragraph that I'm about to read, it actually starts with a quote from President Biden. And the quote reads this. Let me ask a rhetorical question. Now, he uh, starts off this quote uh, in uh, providing a response to a considerably annoying journalist. This is what it says in the paragraph, right, who uh, tried to force the U.S. president to voice criticism of Israel's conduct in Syria. He says, what would we have done if we had to face this situation? In other words, had the Hamas massacre on October 7th been carried out uh, against Americans? Now this the next paragraph says I personally know a number of Israelis who on hearing that simply wanted to hug the elderly US president but only a short while afterwards they would have gladly strangled him as almost in the same breath he obsessively adhered to the plan to establish a Palestinian state in the Tel Aviv, Lod and Jerusalem Atif, which is the surrounding areas, and on the day after the war to hand over the Gaza Strip to the Palestinian Authority and to Mahmoud Abbas and create a governmental and possibly even a territorial link between the Gaza Strip and Judea and Samaria. Do you remember the safe passage from the Oslo Accords that was intended for the Palestinians? And he goes on to talk about this, but your reaction to this monkey, because this, is, this opens up a very important door for us to, to discuss here.
2: Well, I find it comical that we're asking what he would do. And the reality is, uh, if you go back six months, the Biden administration were actually uh, responsible for training 5,000 Palestinian Authority security force guys uh, in Jordan. Okay. And then just um, 60 days later, we gave them an obscene amount of money and we gave them a bunch of uh, security vehicles, which were like the, the fully armored Humvee type of things. Right. So, The Biden administration is actually responsible, in my opinion, for everything that happened on that day, because uh, believe me, nothing goes on in that area that we don't have eyes on and know that there's something up. And I I tell you, to me, when they're asking him that question, uh, I'm thinking, why would you know, if you really knew who was probably behind all of this, which would be the Biden administration, you probably wouldn't even need to ask that question because they are certainly uh, have their hands dirty in all of
1: this. No two ways about it. Yeah, undoubtedly, bro. You're 100% right. And it's interesting because um, I think that we are deceiving ourselves and deceiving the rest of the world if, as the United States of America, we make some type of contention that the Palestinian Authority is willing to legitimize what has already been made uniquely and markedly illegitimate through Hamas— in that uh, they think that they're going to stop making money off the death of the future, they're going to stop seeking to eliminate or eradicate the Jews that live in the area. These people will not be happy until all Jews are removed from Israel, right? Uh, They actually won't be happy until all Jews are removed, period, off the face of the earth, Um, And this is perhaps a very, very interesting picture, because if you stop for a moment to think about this whole idea of the two-state solution and so on and so forth, none of these people are interested in a two-state solution. What they're interested in is the abolishment of all Jews, and this is what brings us to the main point of today's uh, broadcast, and that is Americans. They want to destroy America. They want to destroy America, and we are not paying attention to this. We're not, we're not seeing this and we're ignoring it. And it's going to get to the point where it's going to be too late. And, and then what's going to happen next.
2: Yeah. It's going to happen right here is what's going to happen next. It's, it's coming to American soil and we've let them in. That's the, that's the scary part is that we basically given them the the keys to the castle. We've told them how to get here and what to say when they got here and then allowed free passage in uh, to a multitude of them. And as you know, I track the flights and I watch, the uh, the Swift Air flights that come in, and I see uh, all of them going down to the border towns, and then giving people rides all over our country, into deep in the interior of our country.
1: Man, and and I, look, Monkey, help me speculate on this a little bit because I think it, maybe it's it's worthwhile to do for just a second. Okay, understanding what you understand concerning the layout of our land and the unique positions that many of these people have been transported to. Where could this end up going, right? Um, assuming that we we have an attack, you know, where do you think this type of attack would start, number one? And then if it does, what do you think this current administration is going to do about it, understanding the fact that they have no appetite to stand up for anything that's right?
2: Yeah, I don't know that the—well, what the administration will do about it is attack us, right? It'll be our fault. It won't be the people that are doing the crime. That's, that's kind of—you know, you just take what you think is a normal— answer to something like that and just flip it on its head and go, okay, they'll do the complete opposite. Uh, that's how this, this administration works. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, you, you think about it, you put them in every major city around the United States and now you've got a fighting force that's in that can uh, just wreak havoc inside of a country. It doesn't take a lot to do something like that. If you, if you have, uh, you see, I mean, look what they did in Israel. Israel's not a very big country. It's 300 miles from end to end. And uh, you see what they did in one day, and uh, and imagine that spread out over, uh, you know, 50 cities in the United States. It's it's not a pretty picture uh, to where this could go. And I don't know how you even get that genie back in the bottle right now, uh, given the fact that they, they continue to pour in by the day. In fact, this month is a record month in terms of the amount that have come across the border. It's a record month. Out of the last, you know,
1: twelve million people that have come into our country, that's amazing, bro. And let me let me tag onto that and ask you a question: What about these flights where they're being transported? Yeah, uh, w- are those increasing in number? Are we seeing more of those happening again? Uh, w- what's what what's the status on that?
2: They're they're pretty much the same. What they uh, just to give you a general idea: the last ten days, it's been three hundred and fifty flights into the United <sighs> States. The last ten days. And that has been on like that for two years. I've been tracking them for two years and uh, it has not changed one bit. Um, And, uh, you know, they're full. I can guarantee you uh, each one of those flights, a little 737. So they hold about 200 people. And so just do the math. It's uh, and they go around the clock, around the clock. They're flying seven days a week and 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 they're going everywhere. They're going to New York. Uh, and not just the big city, New York. They're going to Buffalo, New York. They're headed to central Ohio, uh, middle of Kansas, California. I mean, every state in the Union, especially the eastern side, from about the middle of the United States
1: over to the east coast, every, every state's getting them. It's absolutely amazing. That's, that is that uh, is disturbing to no yeah. avail. And, um, and, and here's the other thing that I think is really interesting, right? God gives Israel a guarantee right he he makes israel a promise about preserving them i'm going to read this to you um and i'm going to go somewhere with this because i think the the next natural thing to talk about is wh- who doesn't have that promise right yeah. uh but but let me read this to you because this is um this is such a critical passage in jeremiah this is jeremiah 31 by the way um and i i'm actually going to start a little early in context here and I'm going to start in verse 31 of Jeremiah 31. And I'm going to read this here. And it says this. It says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and uh, with the house of Judah. So, by the way, when he says the house of Israel and the house of Judah, what, in essence, he is making very clear through Jeremiah is I'm making a covenant with the um, unified nation of Israel, right? This is the Northern Kingdom and the Southern Kingdom. This is how we know it's not something related to the current period, right? Yeah. We know that it's when Israel comes back together as a nation, this covenant is going to be applicable. So we're talking about post-1948, <laughs> okay? Uh, I mean, it, this is stuck with Israel forever, but this really is applicable to the to the nation that we know of right now. He's talking about the Northern Kingdom and the Southern Kingdom here. He says, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they broke, although I was a husband unto them, saith the Lord. He says, look, I made an old covenant with them, and in that covenant they broke it, okay? And so all the people that argue that Israel broke the covenant and Israel's not worthy and, you know, blah, 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 go back and read this passage. God is saying, no, this is a new covenant, and this covenant isn't going to be held to the one that Israel broke, And he goes on to say, he says, but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those, days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God. And they shall be my people, which, by the way, God is already beginning to do that work with them. It's not in its fullness, but he's beginning to do it as they're being attacked. They're beginning to think about spiritual things. The law of God is something they're thinking about a lot. But look what it says. It says, "...and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and I will remember their sin no more." Thus saith the Lord, verse 35, which giveth the sun for a light by day, and the ordinances of the moon and of the stars for a light by night, which divideth the sea when the waves thereof roar. The Lord of hosts is his name. If those ordinances, which of course he's speaking about the sun and the moon and the stars, if those ordinances depart from before me, saith the Lord, then the seed of Israel also shall cease from being a nation before me forever. Thus saith the Lord, if heaven above be measured and the foundations of the earth searched out beneath, I will also cast off all the seed of Israel for all that they have done, saith the Lord. Um, (laughs) In essence, it's impossible to measure the universe and search it out and know it the way that God had made it. And the ordinances of the sun and the moon still exist, which means Israel will still exist. And he talks about this, the seed. Uh, we're, We're talking about physical, ancestral people that they're not getting rid of. So that promise was made to Israel, but that promise is not made to the United States of America. God is going to spare Israel, but he's not going to spare the United States of America if the United States of America chooses to just completely forfeit the promises that God had given them. This is a heavy statement, Monkey. Uh, what say you to this, bro?
2: Well, I mean, we know God saves Israel for last, right? We know that he's um, a sovereign in everything that he does, that he, has, uh, he knows the beginning from the end, and he knows how this all plays out. And so we just have to have faith and trust in him. Knowing that uh, he is in full control, and that uh, at the end of the day, he's going to deliver us uh, from this uh, this <laughs> our wretched selves, as, as well as this wretched planet,
1: bro. So wise, so true. It's a big, fat amen. We have the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob who has told us that he will snatch us up in that time, that we as his children, the church, the body of Christ, we're going to be taken up, and then there's going to be that time after we're raptured where he is going to deal with Israel directly, and he's already making the preparations to do it. I think the one thing that we have to understand is this Islamic force of people that continue to say the things that they say and lie about the things that they lie about— have no desire to see Americans or Jews live for that matter. Their whole goal is the elimination of all of those people because they see those people as a great barrier to what they are seeking to accomplish isma Allah in the name of Allah. And this is something that is so serious that we have to grasp and understand. And my statement is this, and Monkey, I'll let you have the final word on this. My statement is America needs to come back to Christ. We we need to we need to start following the Lord like we've never followed him before. It's the only hope that we have for survival.
2: Yes it is. Uh I would say trust God, not government. And that's <laughs> what we need to be doing. And put put uh what this this nation was founded on was was trusting in God, right? I mean, it's in God we trust and 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 we have fallen so far away from it that I believe we get everything we deserve uh when our leadership uh, continues to do the things that they do and I, and I would just tell people to So just keep the faith, uh, put faith over fear, and don't let uh, any of this stuff bother you, because we know in the end,
1: God wins. Yeah, amen to that, bro. Amen and amen. Well, guys, we do sincerely hope that you enjoyed watching this or listening to it as much as we've enjoyed making it. We love you. We know that the Christmas season is upon us. May you have an absolutely merry Christmas. We are so excited about the time in which we are in. It is a time for us to celebrate the goodness of God. And uh, folks, we love you. On behalf of Monkey, this is James Cadiz. We want to thank you again for joining us for another episode of Countdown to Eternity. We love you immensely. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Fight the good fight. God is good, and he always
0: wins at the end. God bless you guys. You've been listening to Countdown to Eternity with Pastor James Cadiz and Monkey. Replay and share this informative episode by going to countdowntoeternity.com. Countdown the number two. ETERNITY.COM. JAMES GADIS IS ON YOUTUBE AS WELL. THERE YOU'LL FIND THE VIDEO VERSION OF COUNTDOWN TO ETERNITY, AS WELL AS OUR DAILY PROPHECY UPDATES. PASTOR JAMES GOES LIVE VIRTUALLY EVERY DAY OF THE WEEK. WE'RE PUMPING OUT SHORT VIDEOS LEFT AND RIGHT, HELPING YOU STAY INFORMED WITH THE VERY LATEST NEWS AND INFORMATION RELATING TO BIBLE PROPHECY. JUST SEARCH FOR JAMES GADIS ON YOUTUBE, RUMBLE, AND INSTAGRAM AND WATCH THESE VIDEOS LIVE OR ON DEMAND. Hey, are you a longtime listener or new to the program? We want to hear back from you. Send us your thoughts, questions, and prayer requests. You can email us through the website at countdowntoeternity.com. Countdown the number two, eternity.com. And we'd also appreciate your support as you're able and God leads. Get behind what we're doing when you visit countdowntoeternity.com. And be listening each week at this time as the Countdown to Eternity continues. This program is brought to you by Calvary Chapel Signal Hill.